Welcome to the Black Sparrow Media Internet Broadcast Network. and welcome to the event of the century episode 100 of uh, Linux in the ham shack this is not it but we're almost there this is episode 99 y'all check out check it out next time but that's okay because we got stuff to tell you tonight also so with that let me introduce that the the it, the workhorse that makes this thing go you know what I figured it out. Everybody listens to the show because I got a bad case of the Jace. Anyway, that workhorse of Linux in the ham shack, Russ, K5TUX, up in the booby mountains. Hello, Russ. Hello, and the booby mountains are nice and wet and slick tonight because there's been lots of rain coming through the area. I assume it went down through your area first. Well, yeah, I had to fool with the idiots coming out of Plano this morning. Well, okay. You survived. Yeah, well, sort of. <laughs> All right. Well, welcome, everybody, to episode number 99 of Linux in the Ham Shack. Only one more to go before we hit that century mark in a couple of weeks. Things have been going pretty well, apparently, because we've done almost 100 of these things. So, And this time, the Etherpad is actually full of all kinds of stuff, which means I actually did some research and there's some stuff to talk about. And it's taken a long, 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 long time to get to 99. Yeah, maybe probably too long. Maybe it won't take too, it'll take so long to get to 100. You mean 200? No, 100. Oh, 100. Okay. Well, um, I've got this stuff all written out for you. Do you want to do any of these or do you want me to start talking? Why don't you talk about Linux Northwest? Because I don't know nothing about that. Well, Linux Fest Northwest has been in Bellingham, Washington for quite a few years now, if I recall correctly. I don't have their website pulled up, so I could be wrong, but I know it's been going for the past three or four at least. I'm on a mailing list where they announce different Linux Fests and chat about stuff that's coming up and all that kind of thing. And I saw that the call for papers and sponsors and exhibitors was announced for Linux Fest Northwest. So if you happen to be from the Northwest, and I know at least a couple of our listeners are from the Oregon area and could easily get up to Bellingham if they so chose, the show is coming up on the 27th and 28th of April this year. And I just wanted to let everybody know that it was coming up so that if you wanted to go, you could. And if you want more information about the show, you can go to LinuxFestNorthwest.org. But I will tell you this much, 
the organizers are pleased to announce the Linux Fest Northwest 2013 call for presentations. Thanks to sponsors and exhibitors, the event is free to attendees again this year. Thank you for your support. LFNW presentations are a big draw. They are informal and content-rich. If you are interested in something, something, chances are good that others will be too. Please consider sharing your knowledge and experience. There is no better venue. If there is a topic that you would uh, you want to be addressed, click on the contact link and let the organizers know. Popular topics will be posted later in a forum for people waiting to present. Presentation proposals are due by March 15, 2013. Submit your presentation today. Oh, it's going to be at the Bellingham Technical College at 3028 Lindbergh Avenue, Avenue in Bellingham, Washington. I would think that Bellingham is a little place. Why would they have an international airport? Anyway, and it's on April 27th, 28th, uh, 2013 from 9.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. After party on Saturday, we're looking forward to another great fest. Tell your friends and get registered. Yeah, do it. So now that Richard's spent half an hour reading and we're wasting all our time on Northwest Linux Fest, Hey, 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 told you I didn't know nothing about it. <laughs> well, you didn't have to, you know, all they had to do, I gave him the website. All they had to do was go read that for themselves. Uh, now, honestly, how many of our listeners do you expect can read? Hell, half of our listeners don't even know what this show is about. There you have it. All right. They just t- tune in and drink a lot and dance with girls. Yeah, exactly. So donations for uh, LHS to be uh, at Dayton Hamvention this year are already rolling. So uh, that's something that we needed to uh, hop on kind of quick. Thank you to everyone who has contributed so far. Please send anything you can. Even a dollar will help. I used to tell folks that you couldn't buy a soda for a dollar. Now it's getting to the point you can't hardly buy. You can almost not buy one for $2. Send those donations in. Get Linux in a ham shack at Dayton Hamvention. This would be like, what, the third year in a row, Russ? This will actually be the fourth year in a row if we make it. Four years in a row. Four years in a row, Dayton Hamvention. Oh, my God, I'm old. Oh, well. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so send that in if you want to see uh, Linux in a ham shack at the Dayton Hamvention. Dayton Hamvention. Be there. Yeah, and by the way, that's uh, information about Hamvention. If you're interested in that, is at hamvention.org. You you just sent me an email a while back about Tracy Holtz and Joel McLaughlin starting up a new podcast, and I saw on Google Plus that they are going to have this ready to put out here very soon. They've decided to call it the Woof Hong Podcast. And for those people who don't know Tracy Holtz, he was a person who put out Working in the Open a while back. And Joel McLaughlin is a frequent contributor to HPR and is also a member of the Linux Link Tech Show. So uh, those guys are going to do a ham radio podcast. He said, I talked to Joel and he said, you know, they're going to cover all kinds of ham radio topics from uh, operating practice to hardware to software to folklore to testing to you name it. So it sounds like it could be interesting. 
I didn't actually know the story of the Wu Fong. Do you know what the story of the Wu Fong is? Uh, it's got something to do with ready snitches and stuff. Okay. What's a ready snitch? I have no idea. Okay. I have never been woofed. Yes. Well, nor have I 25 years in the hobby. Ain't never been woofed. Yes. It has to do It's some, some sort of folklore that has to do with bad operating practice. If you want to look it up, you can uh, check out, uh, Google for whiskey, Oscar uniform, Foxtrot, Foxtrot, and all the women, are Harry hotel, Oscar, November golf, woof hong. Actually, I'm, I'm glad to hear that there's another, even more amateur radio, blah, blah, blah. No, I'm glad to hear that there's another amateur radio pot, lick, pot, pot liquor, pot God. liquor, ding dong it, pot, pot liquor. Okay. I think we have a title for the episode. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So damn it. Wu Fong pod liquor. Yeah. <laughs> Take two. <clears throat> <clears throat> I'm glad to hear there's another amateur radio podcast coming along. Oh, we can never have enough. Uh, Tracy and Joel, about damn time. Uh, wait a minute. Didn't, isn't Tracy that guy in uh, Pilano, Texas? Uh, he is down there around your neck of the woods, and I'm reminded by Bill in the chat room that he's also doing the Techie Geek podcast with Russ Winter now. Uh, Russell whoop him into shape. Yeah. I, I, he just kind of disappeared on that working in open thing. I, I, poof, gone. Yeah, that, that show's been gone for a couple of years now. So I like four episodes and poof. Hopefully the Woof Hong podcast will not suffer that same fate. Joel, if you're listening, brother, put the lash to him. By the way, I hope you're feeling better. I hope you're feeling a lot better. And this time, get a driver. Get a driver? Yes. He had a rather severe accident leaving Dayton, Ohio last year. No, 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 no. That's, that's Tom. Oh, Tom, that Tom? Tom Samachicho. Well, who uh, the hell is Joel? Joel? What do you mean who the hell is Joel? Oh, wait a minute. Now, no, never mind. Joel is Gorkon. Okay. Let's do this. Tracy and Joel, about damn time. <laughs> you were the one who told me about this in an email. How can you not know the answer? Um, you slept since then, right? My head is full of so much automotive crap that you wouldn't believe it. That's what made me late tonight. I was hung up on a brake job. All right. I had to pay $50 for that. I'm sorry to hear that. And she was hairy. (laughs) All right. Well, let's let's get through the rest of these announcements so we can have some music and then get onto the meat of the matter. What else? Well, we've got this long list of things that I wrote down because I usually forget one of two of these things, and I would like to encourage our listeners to do some things either for us or for them. So uh, the first thing I've got on the list is if you have not already signed up for the Linux in the Hamshack mailing list, you need to go do that. There will be a reason for doing that sometime in the future. People are signing up on a regular basis, so that's good. There hasn't been any traffic on it yet, but... Be warned, there will be soon. So uh, go over to lhspodcast.info. The link to sign up for the mailing list is on the left-hand column. So if you haven't done that, please do so. The next thing on our list is something we haven't mentioned in some time. Linux Mint 13 sucks. <laughs> sucks. Have you actually tried Linux Mint 13? I'm fighting with it at this very moment. I tell you what, it doesn't suck as much as Fedora 18, and we're going to talk about that in the main segment. 
Okay. Well, I'm still trying to get the uh, the dual core computer has returned. Ooh. I just haven't had a chance to configure it yet. You don't just jump into asking for money like that. Sure we do, or at least you do. So I figured no. I'd take my lead from you. No, no, no. If I'm going to jump into something like that, I start with send money. Send money. For those of you that have listened to us for some time, y'all know that we have a subscription plan at Linux and Hamshack where you can get all kinds of wonderful, super stuff and even get to hear some of the stuff that just uh, Russ will not allow on the uh, family-friendly version of the show. So go on over to the website and poke around a little bit and become a subscriber. That's toxic chemicals in that shop. It's got to be. Okay. Become a subscriber for $2 a month or $20 a year. $2 a month or $20 a year. You can't hardly beat that. I was talking about earlier, you can't hardly buy a soda for $2 nowadays. And $2 a month, holy mackerel. I I can think of lots of, shoot, gallon of gas is almost twice that. So y'all go on over to the website and poke around and just remember that uh, those donations also count towards the uh, Send a Sad Old Podcast to Dayton Hamvention Fund. Is that right, Russ? That is entirely true. That's where all of the money that comes in between now and Dayton goes to and uh, pushes up that little thermometer. And when it explodes, we all go to Ohio. Or we get a break job. Well, I'll go to Ohio. You get a break job. And she's hairy. And get lubed up while you're at it. Woohoo! Yeah, woohoo! I had I had a, a DPS officer threaten to use a taser on me today. I looked him in the eye and said, ooh, I like the taser. <laughs> Never had one. Don't think I want to try it. I asked him not to spray me with that stuff no more. Pepper spray? Yeah. I hear yeah. it's bad. Now, only, only on a salad. So... Uh, we'd also like to remind y'all to record a little memento for the 100th anniversary show anniversary. Well, you know, it was about this time of year when we did start the show because Richard was taking his time because he wanted to make sure we did something, uh, memorable, memorable. It has been at times, not very good, but always memorable. So, uh, tell us, uh, tell us you like us or hate us or whatever. Just let us hear from you. You can leave a voicemail at uh, 1-909-474-GAG-YAH. Holy crap. Have you become dyslexic? I've become retarded, apparently. <laughs> I see. Oh, and I want to apologize uh, for the sloppy copywriting there. That does The yeah. 100th doesn't modify anniversary. It's not our 100th anniversary. We haven't been doing this for 100 years. Uh, it's our 100th show. So I'm an idiot too. Apparently, but, I, but, I has but it the was dumb. about this time of year. I, I remember it was about this time of year because we started talking about it in October. And um, it was about the January first, before we got started. The first episode actually came out in October of 2008. So, okay, maybe it was June when we started talking about it. Yeah, probably somewhere around there. Turned into my freaking son. Just let us hear from you. Leave us a voicemail at one nine zero nine. Five four seven seven four six nine one nine oh nine five four seven seven four six nine. That's right. 
And for those people oh. who like alphanumerics, that's one nine oh nine LHS show. So what's going on with the ambassador page? Well, um, on the website, lhspodcast.info, we have two pages, the events page and the ambassador page, both of which contain upcoming event information. One has links to websites and dates and so on and so forth. And the other has information on how you can become an ambassador for Linux in the ham shack. We've talked about this in the past. If you choose to go to an event for us that Richard and I cannot attend, then we send you a booth set up. We give you a free t-shirt or a free ball cap, whichever is your preference. And you go there and hang out and talk to people and promote the show and promote Linux and promote ham radio and just be a happy old dude or dudette. If you're interested or, or in both or both, that's right. So if you're interested in that, check out those pages and send us an email at ambassador or ambassadors at lhspodcast.info for more information. Okay. I'm done be, with that one next. Be there. Be there. Yes. Join us on IRC channel if you're an irc -er. Uh We are at whatever that funny thing is. I remember what they said it was, but I don't know. Uh, pound sign, Linux in LHS. No. Pound sign, LHS podcast on Freenode. rc.freenode.net. And there's almost always someone to chat with. Plus, you can participate in the live show that way. That's an important bit right there, the live show. Uh, y'all get on in uh, on, on uh, Tuesday nights when we're recording, and y'all can say, no, that ain't a damn hashtag. And y'all can get on, and what the hell do they call that? What they the call hell they call it in the Python book. It's actual proper name. Oh, for the um, hashtag? Huh? For the hashtag? For the pound sign. Oh, for the pound sign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I heard it not that long ago, and I can't remember what it is. It's a weird name. And I got the book up somewhere, but I don't want to open it right now. Anyway, so now we've gone off the rails one more time. During the live show, check in at uh, uh, pound sign LHS podcast on freenode.net and chat with all the wonderful Octothorpe. That's it. Thank Octothorpe, you very much. Yes. Octothorpe. Get your octos and your thorps and everything else and get them happening. Get in the chat room and say something, damn it. That's right. Log on to oh, IRC and Thorpe your Octo. Yes. And just make sure you don't do it when there's police around because they'll write you a heavy fine. So <laughs> speaking of the live show, listen to the live show every other Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Central. You get to hear all the stuff we cut out. Well, all the stuff Russ cuts out because Richard is like a nut. And... um it doesn't get into the regular re regular release. Please, if you're in the IRC, your experience is twice as fun. Uh, the URL to listen is http colon stroke stroke stream dot black sparrow media dot net colon eight zero zero eight stroke lhs live. All one word. And that link is on the website on the right-hand column, so you don't have to remember all of that. Just go to lhspodcast.info, go down the right-hand column, you'll see a link to the various streams. 
That's right. It's filed under Linkadinkadoo. That's right. Link-a- and also, we've uh, Linkadinkadoo. Linkadinkadoo. Yes. It, it's come out on the last couple of episodes that we have joined a Google Plus, and there is now a Google Plus Linux in the Hamshack community that is going strong. So if you're on Google Plus, Please go over there and sign up. You can see all the chatter that's going on there. We've got lots of interesting questions already. We've had good feedback for the show. And if you ask questions, I actually go over there and answer them, just like I would if you were to send an email. It is in your best interest to join the LHS Google Plus community. So do it. There you have it. And that means that not only can you follow us on Google Plus, you can still follow us in the old standbys, Identica and Facebook. You can also follow BSM Network and LH Podcast on Twitter. So check out all this stuff. I know Twitter is like so last week and, and Identica is so next week and Facebook is politic book. But go check it out anyway because like we need your support. More people we can get on these things, the more popular we're going to look. Might might uh, uh, set us up for some government funding, uh, some research grants, uh, possibly even medication. Uh, a visit, a visit to the psychiatric ward, possibly our own distillery. You never know. Go over and check us out: Google Plus, Identica, Facebook, and Twitter. Ha ha. And well, I guess, uh, now we got to listen to some music, don't we? Uh, yeah, but before we do that, I just wanted to bring up the events page again because we tend to forget to announce Ham Fests and Linux Fests and stuff like that. Like, I got a stinking problem. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. the Orlando Hamcation in Orlando is coming up next weekend. And then the Green County Ham Fest, which is in Claremore, Oklahoma, is the first uh, weekend of March, I think, March 8th and 9th. And then there's uh, an ambassador going to be at the one in Georgia on the 16th of March and stuff like that. So if we should forget to announce these different ham fests and Linux fests, you can always go to LHS podcast on info and find the information. And uh, we have spent way too long talking about announcement type crap. So I'm going to play some good music and then we're going to get into some real topics. So go play with your Oglethorpe. Octothorpe. Yeah. Eight of them. Okay, well, I happened to stumble across this really, really fantastic blues rock band on Jamendo today while I was looking for stuff for the show, and I've got two great tracks off the same album. The duo is called Freaky Clean and Dickie F, and despite the fact that they have a really stupid name, they play some really good music, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and play this song, which is called Drinking Problem, and... uh Go ahead and have a little bit of my own while the song is playing. So uh, go ahead and enjoy this one. I know you will. What do you have in the 
it was never going to just end instead of fading out because because i would never do that to you because the independent music people have no idea what a fade is no idea what a fade is at all you know welcome to linux and the ham shack the show where we bitch about music not fading out properly and all kinds of stuff i said bitch do you think bitch will make the cut bitch will make the cut you can say bitch 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 bitch. that's right Bitch, bitch Stop bitching about the music getting cut off. Bitch, 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 bitch. I've been a big fan of music that ends with uh, a statement rather than a fade out. Fades always seem like a cop out to me. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. So quit your bitching. Bitch, 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 bitch. So y'all go uh, singing. Y'all love to sing, and I know. Yes. I know. So let's get on into this so we can make it all happen because Richard is a cranky old bitch, 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 bitchity, bitch, 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 bitch. <laughs> Tell me about free TV. I wish I knew more about free TV. I was recently introduced to it as a topic to discuss on the show. And I, I did take a look and it's kind of an interesting concept. It's, it's basically taking something like a QPSK signal but instead of sending digital data over the QPSK signal and decoding it as text, it is sending voice encoded data over a PSK type signal and decoding it as voice. So uh, DV, of course, stands for digital voice. 
and uh, FreeDV is an open technology for sending digital voice over uh, HF frequencies. If you uh, are interested in this kind of technology, you can go to their website, which is, uh, since I lost my window, where'd my window go? There it is, is. freedv.org stroke tiki dash index.php. Yeah, that's tiki like tiki bar, tango India, kilo India. Taki tiki. Yeah, taki tiki taco tuki tiki. Uh, and anyway, if you go over there, um, you get lots of information about free DV and what you notice first of all, or at least what I noticed first of all, is that all you need to run this thing is a basic, uh, FL digi type setup. If you have a ham radio and Linux installed with the ham libraries and, uh, some sort of, you know, rascal GLX or Tigertronics device for rig control, that kind of thing, you can do this free DV. It's just another mode similar to PSK or SSTV or any of the other digital modes. And you need the same equipment to do it. You know, anybody who's into digital already could easily set up and, uh, encode and decode free DV. It's currently windows or Linux only. And right now it's only been packaged for Red Hat type systems, Fedora, Red Hat, CentOS, that kind of thing. Uh, there is a source package, of course, or not source package, but there is, there are source files. So you can build it on other systems, but if you're not into building things, you need uh, an RPM based system. I haven't actually tried this. I'm planning on doing it soon. It looks like the operation is a lot like FL Digi. You get a waterfall and it gives you the frequencies to listen on and, and all that kind of thing. So uh, it looks pretty straightforward. I kind of gather that macOS and BSD are going to be options in the future, but they don't work now. So did you get a chance to look over that while I was talking? Oh, yeah. You talked plenty long that time, buddy. <laughs> well, yeah. That that's the deal. Uh, they state on the page that the uh, Mac OS and BSD are in testing right now, and that uh, well, let me back up. With all of you guys listening to us, some of you Linux, some of you Ham. A lot of the Ham guys are running Windows, but they like listening to us anyway, and that's all fine and good. Um, with the with the building uh, interest in digital or digital voice on HF, this would be worth something to go check out because this is actually an option that can be run, I would think, can be run on a low-end computer if you're using the Linux version. As much overhead as you have on your Windows machine, you can't be running big stuff anyway. Uh, they do have a suggested frequency in the U.S. Um, they have some information on uh, what they're actually doing with this or attempting to accomplish with this, freedv.org. And I imagine that'll take you to the page I'm looking at anyway. And there's a subpage, which apparently is TikiWiki and the index page for that. But uh, y'all go check it out. The uh, address will be in the show notes. Hey, I noticed something interesting. What? I just went down a little bit on the page, and, and down in the section that says design and key features, you see uh -huh. that there? Yeah. 
Well, uh, one of the bullet points down there under design says 1400 bit per second data rate with 1375 bit per second open source codec two voice coding and 25 bit per second text for call sign ID. So free DV uses codec two. How cool is that? Well, there you go. And, uh, it's a good idea. Uh, absolutely. We, we, we've talked to them guys. We kind of like them guys. Yes, we do. It's too bad they're Canadian. <laughs> they're not but Canadian. Some one of them is, isn't he? No, I don't think so. I think one one guy's from like the Boston area, and the other guy's like in Virginia or something. Oh, that's worse. Uh, oh, I see. Way I worse. See. Way worse. We better get on before. Well, we good. Start you just pissed off Virginia again. or or Canada. I'm not sure which. We, we have we have. You know what? It might as well be Canada if it uh, north of. Uh, whatever anyway uh yeah we better get moving before we start uh, uh, taking digs at ethnic groups and stuff so uh tell us about hammocks virginia is an ethnic group okay have you heard them talk (laughs) i've heard you talk hey Hey. (laughs) all right hammocks yes i saw something about this and I, i can't remember where i think it was on google plus that the packages for hammocks have been rolled for CentOS 6 64-bit versions. And if I'm not mistaken, that means they're now available for CentOS 5, CentOS 6, both i386 and x86-64 versions. Now, hammocks, which is uh, Hotel Alpha Mike Uniform X-Ray, hammocks. And he talks about the way I talk. Yeah, hammocks. Oh, is man, not the man from the, the state with the highest crime rate in the nation. Go ahead. Arkansas? New Hampshire. Oh, New Hampshire. I thought it was Michigan. Nope, New Hampshire. Oh, okay. Anyway, I believe this is the project of Roy, KK4ATD. He has been an ambassador for us down in Georgia. And I saw this, and I thought I would promote it. And at first I thought hammocks was a Linux distribution, but it is not. What it is, is a set of extension packages, which provide ham radio software for red hat based systems. Now for red hat systems, that basically means red hat enterprise Linux, CentOS, scientific Linux, presumably Fedora and SUSE as well. I actually downloaded and installed CentOS 6, the 64-bit version, installed it in a virtual machine, and then did what I was supposed to do according to the documentation, which is install the EPEL repositories. What the hell is an Apple? An Apple is extra packages for enterprise Linux. And all of the documentation on how to do this is at the hammock site which is at distro.ibiblio.org stroke hammocks stroke index dot HTML. It's not Dude. a very robust page, but it's pretty simple to figure out how to, how to get this done. Basically you just have to install CentOS. You have to download the right Apple package. The information. Do you, do huh? you know how you sound saying hammocks and Apple over and over again? Hammocks, Apple, Apple hammocks. If you're, if you're interested in Apple, you can Dude. find information on that at fedoraproject.org stroke wiki stroke Apple, E-P-E-L, all in uppercase. 
Uh, anyway, you download the package for that. You install it with RPM. Then you download the Hammocks package, which is not really a package. It's more like a, a distribution or a distro package. Uh, and like I say, the, the, uh, the information on how to do this is all at the, the site I just mentioned. And of course it'll be in the show notes. And once you do that, then you can install Red Hat compiled versions of ham radio software. Now what is available right now is Hamlib, FL Digi, FL Rig, FL W key, Linrad, Lin PSK, TQS, uh, TQSL Lib, and Trusted QSL. Uh, there are several projects on tap that have not been done yet. Uh, these include GPredict, Lin Logbook, and all of Ted's software. So sorry, Ted. Uh, he hasn't done yours yet, but apparently he's working on it. Uh, he has everything from GPSK31 to TWPSK to PSK31LX on the table, uh, but it has not compiled those yet under hammocks. So anyway, uh, this is Roy's project. He, he wants it to go further, but, you know, right now Red Hat and CentOS are not really distributions that are ham radio friendly. There's not a lot of stuff packaged for them. And that's sort of the idea behind this. So if you run one of those, or if you want to run one of those, and you might want to do that because like the distribution for say IRLP is CentOS based. So if you also want to run some of these other applications on a machine that you're using for IRLP, uh, then you might be interested in hammocks. I think that's all I had to say about that. Unless I left something off. I don't know. I just don't like people mistreating my Ted. Uh, you people over at Hammocks, get on the stick, damn it, and get Ted's stuff working. Yeah, they, he's. I'm not sure why he's having a problem with Ted's stuff. He he says it's it's probably has to do with the Fastlight Toolkit. There's probably some sort of dependency there that's either not compiled or he hasn't figured out how to set up the dependencies yet or whatever. And at this point, I'm just completely guessing, but. Uh, and I'm sure because this is a, an open project that if you're, if you're able to, to contribute and help out getting things like TWPSK and stuff like that to work with hammocks, I'm sure Roy would appreciate any help you can give him. Yeah. And he needs to get on the stick or we going to suggest he go over and start programming for Fedora. Oh yeah. And I don't know why I said Fastlight. Why, why did I say Fastlight? Cause that's all the FL stuff, FL Digi and FL blah, blah, blah. Uh, Ted, what, what does your stuff use? Oh, he says motif. His stuff uses motif and less teeth. I'm not sure what the problem is, but if you can help Roy out, go oh, do it. Anyway, motif the, and less teeth. Yes. Motif and less teeth. That's the way they talk over on the South part of town around here. <laughs> I had motif until I popped off and now I have less teeth. Yep. I know. Uh-huh. Why don't you go shoot some guns in the house? No, I'm not allowed to shoot guns in this house. Oh, that's too bad. But I do have stories about shooting guns in a house. I sure do. <laughs> anyway, yeah, y'all get on the stick or we're going to suggest you go over to Fedora and start programming. Speaking of Fedora, Fedora 18. Yes, Fedora before 18. Before we get going on it too, too, too much, uh, I'm going to say this so that you're, you, you talking about Fedora can de-emphasize it. Linux Mint sucks. Okay, go ahead. It's kind of interesting, and I don't really have a lot to say about Fedora 18, but the reason I bring this up is because I was listening to the Mintcast yesterday, 
And Rob and Scott over there did a, their impressions and a review, basically, of Fedora 18, which is codenamed Spherical Cow, by the way, uh, which is much better than Beefy Miracle. Anyway, Fedora 18 has had a ton. <laughs> oh, all right, I know this is going to get cut. The people over at Fedora. Badger. Oh. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I'll try to interrupt as much as possible. <laughs> okay, you do that. I actually like Spherical Cow. That's a hilarious name. <laughs> anyway, so Fedora 18 has come out recently, and I guess they're already working on Fedora 19, but Fedora 18 has received a massive amount of bad tech press for good reason, it turns out. As a matter of fact, when they started talking about it yesterday when I started listening to their show, I happened to be installing it on a machine here because I've been having trouble getting Linux Mint Debian to install. And the reason is because the machine I'm trying to install it on has some hardware issues and a BIOS malfunction, which is making Linux Mint Debian edition not able to see my network adapter. Now, Fedora seems to be seeing my network adapter, but it doesn't work in any other conceivable way. So this is obviously a problem. Fedora 18 is as bad as everyone reports it is. The installer is basically ridiculous. It is totally unusable, totally unnavigatable. And if you are a new user coming to Linux, you would take the disk that you bought, downloaded, or burned and throw it in the trash within three minutes of inserting it in your computer. I couldn't get it to install on anything, not in a virtual machine, not on a normal machine, not on the machine I was trying to install LMDE on or anything else for that matter. It's like, no matter what I did, it would get to the point where it would say it's trying to download, you know, packages for you to select from so that you can install those packages into your distribution and sit there for about 30 or 45 minutes and then fail. Under no circumstances could I get Fedora 18 to actually go through the entire installation procedure where I had a working machine. Spherical Cow is a spherical cow full of spherical cow crap. After much screwing around, I was able to tweak the bootloader to get it to install in a virtual machine environment long enough to forget about it, come back to it later and see that the lock screen had dropped a, essentially like a window blind over the login manager which is exactly the thing that Windows 8 does when it locks the screen. In order to get back to the point where you wanna log into the computer, you have to click on the screen and slide up the, the sort of window shade all the way to the top of the screen and then you're back to the login screen. And Fedora 18 has emulated this exactly like Windows 8 does it. And at that point, I snapped my DVD in half and threw it in the trash. I would like to recommend and I don't normally say this about any kind of Linux distribution, but if you have any designs on using Fedora 18, for the love of God, don't do it. Just burn something else. I don't care what it is. Hell, run Windows. Just don't use Fedora 18. Yeah, if you're going to use something, let me see if I can I find it. Sleetaz. S-L-I-T-A-Z. Sleetaz Linux. Sleetaz Linux. 
Y'all go check it out. It's like a little light kind of thingy, and it looks okay. It didn't suit my purposes, but it, it it ran pretty cool on the ancient Dell laptop. But we're talking about Fedora 18. I have never liked Fedora. Never. Uh, I actually did like Fedora. insisted on calling it Fedora Core. Fedora Core uh, was Fedora Core up until about version six or seven, somewhere in there. And then they just dropped the core part. And back then, when it was actually called Fedora Core, I actually liked it then. But after that period, after about Fedora Core seven ish, somewhere in there, uh, not a big fan. 330, suck it. You me? Oh, 330 is a Fedora ambassador. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah well why would you say all of you guys all you linux guys that that uh, are fans of fedora suck it in fact we got some hell sheep over here that we need to introduce y'all to <laughs> you know we need to get a, a hell elephant noise listening to that book again yeah i don't have one of those handy sorry you know the book the book yeah footfall um I- yeah, miniature, miniature elephants from Alpha Centauri dropping asteroids. Kind of cool. Okay. Weren't we talking about Fedora? We were, but I was pretty much done talking about Fedora. So unless you have something to add, we could probably do some I, music. About the only thing I really got out of the whole thing was something about screwing and spherical cows and cow-shaped cows and something about a pasture and elongated uh, uh, waste products. And that kind of stuff. Yeah. And if you want a real review of Fedora 18, there are probably tons of them out there. And of course there's one over at the Mintcast. So, uh, listen to anyone else's review as opposed to mine. But my experience with Fedora 18 was absolutely freaking horrible. Jay Lindsay in the chat room says that other than the partitioning screen, which he couldn't understand and hated his installation went pretty well. So, I'm I'm glad it went well for him and it probably will go well for, you know, any number of people besides me. Uh, and I'm the kind of person who usually has good luck with installers and stuff like that. I usually don't have issues with them, but this one turned on me kind of like three-year-old mayonnaise. So like, like Kubuntu. <laughs> yes. You yeah. can't install that bitch without it killing the machine. Right. Bitch, bitch, bitch. So anyway, today's, wor- today's word is bitch. <laughs> Bar- this episode brought to you by the, by the letter yeah, that's right. brought to you by the letter bitch and the number 18 fedora <laughs> okay so is that about it we ready can for I some ask music a question about freaky clean and dicky f you sure can how come all their songs have the same name as country songs i don't know maybe they're a cover band it's two hundred no it's not the same song but they got the same name i don't know they kind of look like brooks and dunn to me I hate Brooks and Dunn, but I like these guys. They have some good music. Hey, 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 huh? hey, hey. Ronnie's from Beaumont, buddy. Went to Beaumont. Abilene Christian University. Yeah, I wouldn't give two to hoots the Beaumont for the little guy in the hat. Spent most of his days at the Beaumont Airport Hair Care and Tire Center. No, actually, he got <laughs> kicked out of Abilene Christian University for, for singing in the clubs out in Abilene. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, That's I'm my gonna... kind of guy. This is another selection from Freaky and Clean off that very same album called, uh, whatever it was, Double Feature. Double Fantasy. Double Fantasy? 
Yeah, it's got a picture of that ugly, ugly Asian woman on it. I don't think no. you're looking at the same thing as me. Uncle Uncle Ono, or whatever her name was. Anyway, this one's called Writing on the Wall. So I guess we'll be back in about three and a half minutes, and we'll talk some feedback. I'll talk over it. Faded out. Ha ha ha. 
No, I was waiting for it to just end. Nope, it faded out. Ha, screw <laughs> you. <laughs> We're back. We're back. We're back. It's time to be back. We have maximum back in this. La, 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 la. Back in this. Back. They have gone nuts in the chat room. Y'all should be here for the live show because they're just talking all kinds of smack in the chat room right now. I know. They I have gone crazy. Down. I'm sorry. They have gone crazy in there. I think they're going to toss some virtual bullets at each other. I really don't know. Uh, but on with the show. Yay. This is probably going to be the shortest feedback thing we ever did. I don't know. You'll probably stretch it out to about 45 minutes. Uh, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So but from the website, we have a comment from Leaf. Welcome back, Leaf. We were missing you. We thought you'd done fell off the face of earth, gone down to Matt Morrison, got hit by somebody. Something was going on. KC8RWR Leaf says... Answered pretty well in episode 98. If you tried to do it anyway, though, oh boy, this is another cryptic one. If you try to do it anyway, though, I can think of another couple of problems. A broadband, oh, he must be talking about HF on, or uh, internet providers on HF radio. A broadband signal, a signal. Signal? Signalation? A signalation? Resistance is futile. I, I knew when that, that molybdenum, 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 the grease I put on the brakes this evening, I knew I shouldn't have put none of that in my mouth. Okay. I can't. <laughs> yeah, probably not. I can think of another couple of problems. A broadband signal would be so wide, it might be difficult to make an antenna that is resonant across the whole signal. Then, even if you could, Parts of your signal might meet with different propagation characteristics than others because your signal would lie across multiple bands. He's forgetting about log periodics. Uh, multiple bands uh, we are used to working with. And as for Leaf, KC8RWR. Now, I think when we were talking about this originally and I answered him, I was talking about the fact that the significant amount of data that would be necessary to provide high-speed internet over HF would require an extremely wide, you know, portion of any part of the ham radio bands. Now, I said that just for the sheer, you know, monumental fact that it would take up so much room, and he's talking about the fact that you probably can't get an antenna to be resonant across the entire range, but I don't think that's even... You know, you don't even need to really consider that because you couldn't fit the signal into any part of the HF spectrum within the boundaries of, you know, one of the HF bands. So whether the antenna is resonant or not is kind of immaterial, but that that's just my thought on it. So what's your thought on it? Buy a router. Yeah. Most ISPs are set up for that. Way cheaper. I know there's one ISP um, provider out here in uh, Seagaville. They got these little cage dishes that you point at their office, and that's it. It's crappy when it rains. It's kind of like direct TV. But, I mean, they wait a hell up there and shoot. You build networks really easy with a couple $25 routers. 
Yeah, I've been it's working a, with uh, DDWRT and stuff like that, and uh, I haven't tried HSMM yet, but that's going to be one of our topics coming up. It really will. I swear, we'll talk about it someday. Talk about it knowledgeably, not just mention it in passing. Knowledgeably. Knowledgeably. Yeah, isn't that a great word? That's like with a 12-letter word. Huh? With, the, with the pop screen off. I don't have a okay. pop screen, do you? It's back on. Oh, you have a pop screen. Yes, I do. I have a great big one I bought on Amazon. Remember, we talked about it. it yeah, that's like, true. Yep. Looks like the hat the guy wears out front of Buckingham Palace. That means your lips have a condom. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let me go ahead and read this. Oh, by the way, thanks, Leaf. Um, I know we haven't heard from you for a whole two weeks, but we, we thought you were disappearing or something. Yeah, cannibals. Yeah, he sent us two feedbacks last week, but... Don't don't stop sending us feedback because, you know. He was catching up for lost time. That's right. So uh, we've got another uh, feedback here uh, via Google Plus from Dave. Google. Yeah, the Google Plus community. So remember uh, from back at the top of the show, if you haven't signed up for that, do so. Do it. Get signed. Do it. Sign up. Anyway, this is from Dave, uh, Mike Zero, Delta Charlie Mike over in the send West money. Midlands. Huh? And send money. <laughs> Yeah, that too. <laughs> anyway, Dave says, had a chuckle about the listener feedback about using high-speed internet over HF. Apparently, that uh, bit of discussion generated quite a bit of interest among our listeners. Uh-huh. All, all I can say is, learn how RF spread spectrum works, and we'd lose most of the shortwave spectrum, and the military wouldn't be happy either. They're beginning to use the 400 megahertz band in the UK for 4G high-speed internet since the switch over to digital TV from analog, and we're getting ready to see how much noise we get on our 70 centimeter band. This is a problem apparently affecting the UK and not generally affecting the US at this point, but it's something that Dave brings up, and I guess it might be interesting to see. So hopefully Dave will report on how much noise he's getting on 70 centimeters when this goes into effect. Anyway, I think we've pretty much drove this topic of uh, broadband over shortwave well into the ground, uh, buried it somewhere in the mantle of the earth, uh, and it's probably never to be brought up again. Why do you think we can't have high-speed internet on HF? Why would you want to? Exactly. (laughs) Uh, There there are better ways to do high-speed internet than uh, shortwave, for sure. Kubuntu, Kubuntu, really sucky distro, Kubuntu. It sucks your soul. Yeah, I was writing songs the other morning. Oh, oh boy. I was selling them. I was singing them. One of these days, you got to bring your harmonica on and give us a little ditty. I don't even have time to play that anymore. I can't play it in the car. Joey gets mad. Well, you can play it on here. No one will get mad. It drives a... Uh, the stupid guy that works the next lift over crazy too. Obviously we're stalling for time. So I guess we should throw it out to the chat room and see if anyone has a question they want to ask, preferably one that doesn't require a 20 minute answer. Yeah. Y'all pick something timely and pertinent. That's right. And if not, then we're going to wrap this sucker up. They've gone to sleep in the chat room. No, they're still, they're still jacking about the, the broadband thing. Oh, nope. no, it hadn't moved in, let's see, it's 47 and 48. It ain't moved in a whole minute. You know what that means? Show's over. Two minutes. That's right. Show's over. Over Apple and out. 
Another. Oh. Badger. Badger. Cheryl got us. Pizza. Pizza, pizza. Badger, badger. Badger, 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 badger. Oh, I don't have that, do I? Mushroom, mushroom. A snake, a snake. No, I don't have it. I like the snake guy better. Yeah. I'm a snake. Uh, you sound like such a queer. I'm a slithery, slithery <laughs> snake. All right. Hey. Come on, let's get out of here. Well, I'm going to snake my ass on down the road. All righty. If you want to get in touch with me, my name is Richard KB5JBV, and you can contact me at the following address, KB5JBV at gmail.com. KB5JBV at gmail.com. Or the couple of places I still look at, Google Plus and Facebook, y'all can go over there. I'm still on Twitter, and I do get a thing occasionally in the email, but uh, I try not to look at it because it gives me a headache. Uh, you can track me down on any of those three places. So with that, I'll toss you up north, up on the stick old booby mountain. You can check it on out and see what Russ has got, and he might even tell you how to get a hold of him. Oh, by the way, don't forget to send your crap in for the 100th episode. That will be two weeks, two weeks from the recording of this show on January 29th. So take it away, Russ. All right. This is Russ K5TUX live from the slippery, shiny peaks in the pine forest of north central Arkansas. And you've been listening to episode number 99 of Linux in the Ham Shack. You can reach me on all the social networks out there, Twitter, Google+, Identica, Facebook, all that stuff. I'm J.R. Woodman or K5TUX over at 73s.org. We've told you what the phone number is. We've told you what the email addresses are. So get in contact with us. Leave us some feedback for the 100th episode show. We'd love to hear from everybody. And I think that's it. We're going to wrap this one up and I'll send it back down quickly to Texas where Richard's going to wind this one down by saying, I'm just going to say everybody y'all come to the big party in two weeks, come to the big party in two weeks. Cause you're really going to love it. You're really, really going to love it. And we're going to unhatch a super secret surprise. See you then.